Hello, everyone. Before we start the episode today, I just want to thank all of you for your support in 2023 and your continued support that we just we couldn't do this without you guys. And I just really appreciate it. I do apologize for the long hiatus that we took. We did record this episode right after we got back from our trip, but the holiday season kept me very busy and I am the one editing the episode. So I do apologize for the hiatus. But I know that you guys are going to love this episode as much as I do. And again, I just really want to thank you guys for your continued support in our show. We have a lot of really fun things planned for 2024. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday season. And so here's the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kingdom Keepers podcast. I am your host, Liz. And with me today, I have Kenzie. Hello. Taryn. Hi. And Jess. Howdy. Today we are going to discuss Jess and I's recent trip to Disney, but first we're going to go around and give some updates in our lives and our carousel of progress and discuss some Disney news of the week. Anyone have any exciting updates they want to share? Um, I finished another semester of college. Yay. Woo! Um, I am ready for a little break for sure um, before next semester because I actually do have like classes classes that next semester this was a internship uh, semester um, so I'm mentally preparing myself for that um, and also my parents are in Disneyland right now for my dad's 50th which is actually today so shout out to David happy birthday happy birthday dad and Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then Spotify rap season is here, as many of us know by our friends posting annoying stories on their Snapchats and Instagrams. Sorry, Kenzie. Um, and so we actually, on Spotify for podcasters, we also get a rap. And so it showed us that we are a top 10 podcast for 19 people a top five podcast for 13, and a number one podcast for five people. So I think that's pretty exciting. I just want to thank everybody out there listening. And yeah, I wanted to share the news with my other hosts because I don't think they saw that. So, woo! (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Very much appreciate it. Um, It definitely helps knowing that people are listening every week while we ramble about Disney stuff, so we love you guys. And now we're introducing from our the magical world of Disney like you've never experienced it before. Are you dreaming of a fairy tale vacation filled with enchanting adventures and unforgettable memories? Look no further than Twinning Around the World, your trusted Disney travel expert. At Twinning Around the World, I specialize in turning your Disney dreams into reality. Whether you're planning a family getaway, a romantic escape, or a friend's adventure. I'm here to make it all happen seamlessly. Why should you choose Twinning Around the World? Exclusive Disney insights. Jason lives and breathes Disney magic. He's also considered an expert in all things Disney. From park secrets to character meet and greets, he's got the inside scoop to make your trip truly extraordinary. Customized itineraries. Not a single Disney vacation is the same, and neither should your trip itinerary. Jason can tailor each vacation to your preferences and budget ensuring every moment is pure pixie dust. Stress-free planning. Leave the details to him. 
He handles reservations, dining, and more, so you can focus on creating enchanting memories with your loved ones. Cost saving. He knows how to maximize your value while minimizing your costs in order to get the most out of your Disney experience without breaking the bank. Personalized service. Jason prides himself on providing top-notch, personalized service. You're not just a client to him. You're a cherished member of our Disney family. Ready to embark on your Disney adventure? Contact us today at twinningaroundtheworld.com to start planning your dream vacation. Let's make your Disney dreams come true, one magical moment at a time. This week in Disney News, Disney and Pixar films Soul, Turning Red, and Luca will be making their debut to the big screen at the beginning of next year. Soul will premiere on January 12th, Turning Red on February 9th, and Luca on March 22nd. These films were originally released straight to Disney Plus due to the pandemic and its effects it had on theaters. I'm kind of excited because I think Soul and Luca specifically are going to look so beautiful on the big screen. Green, and a lot of people have like a very big connection to turning red so I think that this is actually a really good move to put these back in theaters but I don't know because I'm the type of person who waits for it to go on to Disney plus so I haven't gone to the movie theater for a Disney or Pixar movie since the DCP when we went to see Lightyear I think it's nice that they're getting their moment to shine but also I think it just I don't know if it's going to get the reaction that they want because it has been on Disney Plus for so long, but I'm glad that they did it. I think it's cute, and I think it'll be really fun for families to go see a movie that they know that their kids already enjoy. So it'll be just a nice experience to get people back into movie theaters. I mean, they had something for the D100 celebration where you can go back in theaters and watch like The Lion King, which I definitely took advantage of. Moana, Pines of the Caribbean, Breathing Beast, and there was some reaction to it. I know people like to go back there and just, like, share their, like, pride and fandom for those movies, so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of it. I like that they're getting their own spotlight because they really like Luca. It's beautiful, and then Soul is, like, a very underrated just because of just like the deep messaging of it all so we'll see if that has more of a growing audience if it goes to theaters so disney vacation club just released some first looks at the cabins at disney's fort wilderness resort um the renderings show a very modern cabin feel with some disney art sprinkled about the rooms hi chimadale i see you boys love you guys Um, This is definitely a departure from the rustic vibe that Fort Wilderness carries currently. Um, And I know people have a lot of opinions on the cabins coming to Fort Wilderness Lodge. Um, And it'll be very interesting to see, like, if they stick with this type of look that they they came out with or if they may um, get feedback and and go a different way. But uh, personally, I I really liked the look of them. Um, I think it... I think it's really neat. Um, so I'm very excited to see like what what other looks they come up with and, and the progress that's going to make. I think this kind of goes back to when we talked about the updated rooms at Yacht and Beach Club, I believe, um, where it's 
kind of coming away from the theming more, and it's more of modern with sprinkles of Disney in there, which I'm not a huge fan of, especially with, like, the Fort Wilderness Resort, I guess, because it is so heavily themed to be that rustic cabin feel and, like, that rustic outdoor getaway feel. But um, I feel like for, like, the DVC cabins or the, like, trailers, whatever you want to call them at the campground, it works better. But I hope that they receive at least a little bit of feedback for these cabins specifically and kind of make it at least a little more rustic fit in with the resort that they're in a little bit more. Because it's not like they're redoing the entire resort. It's just these cabins, and I feel like it's not going to fit. The Dreamers Point area in Epcot opened on December 5th. With the new area comes a new planter area, seating, and the wall, the Dreamers statue. Which, we're actually there after it opened, which was really cool to see it all, like, with the walls up the first time we went into Epcot, and then with the walls all down the second time we went into Epcot. So it was really nice to have, like, the grand reveal. Yeah, and the new area does look really cool. It looks really pretty. It does offer more seating, which everybody who goes to Epcot knows we need more seating. Um, They're still working on the festival area, like the festival center, the building that's going up in there, so you can actually see like the active construction for that area, but having it opened up and being able to actually walk in the middle of Epcot again is really nice, so I'm just glad it's open, and the Walt the Dreamer statue looks beautiful, and it's great. And that's it for the Disney News of the Week. Today's topic is Disney Trip Review. So Jess and I just got back from our family vacation. We left on December 1st and we came back on the 9th very late and we had a great time. Uh, Our whole family came with us. There was 11 of us total on the trip and plus we had some friends join us along the way. Um, So let's just kind of go through what our trip looked like. So on Friday we arrived and we had some time before we could check into our house that we rented because since there were so many of us staying on property would have been a little difficult and so we just rented a house that was slightly off property. It was only about a what 12-15 minute drive from property which wasn't bad at all and um, so because we had some time before we could check in we went to the Disney outlet store which was pretty fun. It was kind of hectic that day, not gonna lie, but um, a couple of us got some things. I know Jessica got a new tank top, my mom got a new shirt, and um, I got like a light up Ursula headband because my aunt was like, you have to buy this, it's 99 cents. So I bought it and I wore it for approximately 15 minutes in Magic Kingdom and then it went in a backpack and that was it. But I mean, that was pretty fun. And then we went to the house. Well, we went grocery shopping. Then we went to the house and just spent the rest of the day at the house and hung out in the hot tub that we had there. And it was pretty fun just to hang out with the family while we all arrived at various times. Where um, was the house located? It was, I believe it was in between Kissimmee and Celebration. Okay. It was okay. like in like that reunion Florida area. So That's it was, nice. Yeah. It's only 15 minutes out. Um, it's right by that main highway that has like the big Walmart Supercenter and 
like Publix is over there. There's a CC's Pizza over there. That weird golf that's next to CC's Pizza is over there. Yes, <laughs> I know exactly. The big wizard, the big wizard guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we would go on our Walmart trips for the DCP, we would pass the big wizard man. So, yep, it was like it was literally like if you drive down the street from the Walmart, it's actually in like communities just down that street. So. Yeah, and then Saturday was our first day on Disney property. We went to Disney Springs and we had a big family celebration lunch. Uh, we went to Terralina Italian, and it was really nice. They accommodated our huge party really well, because um, one of the things that we ran into was with such a big party, a lot of the places in Disney Springs will make you do a limited menu, and with our family, that's not really an option for us, because we have a couple people who don't eat meat. And so, and then there's some like dairy and gluten things going on in there too. So having a limited menu just doesn't really work for us. So, but Terralina was like, yeah, bring all 11 of you and we'll sit you down and have a good time. And it, the food was really good in my opinion. If you're looking for a great white sangria, go there. It was awesome. And it wasn't too sweet. So it was like, the perfect like blend yeah and they also had their brunch menu going on at the time that we went so you could order either off the regular menu or the brunch menu I know I got myself a mimosa to start (laughs) but then I had like regular I had a lemon pasta which was really nice and fresh for me it was like lemon and shrimp and I know my dad got the same thing as me but most of us ordered completely different plates which is again why (laughs) The limited menu doesn't work for us, but I mean, they accommodated us beautifully, and and we got to spend a lot of time in Disney Springs, which I know that we, at least my little group that went off before lunch, we started off at Splitsville getting drinks. So, <laughs> going back to the restaurant, my partner and I split the chicken Alfredo, and it was so huge that even after we split everything, we still had a ton of leftovers. So if you go there. Expect huge portions of pasta. Yeah, and I even I got an appetizer because the bruschetta just sounded so good at the time. And I mean, it it gave me four pieces of bruschetta, which and they also bring bread to the table. So I had bread and then a piece of bruschetta. I think I had two pieces of bruschetta actually. I shared the other two, and then like maybe I don't even know if I made a dent in my pasta with how big the portion was then we brought the rest of it home because luckily we had a kitchen so we could bring leftovers because of the fridge and everything but I mean we just wandered around Disney Springs and that was the first time I saw Taryn on the trip I caught her when she was going on break so she was actually just like walking through Disney Springs and I go Taryn (laughs) and she turns around to see it was such a great moment I have a picture of us, so I have a picture of her in her costume for ODB and <laughs> Disney Springs. You timed that so perfectly. I was, so, at the time, I was working at the cart that's right by Once Upon a Toy, and I knew she was, like, getting lunch and everything, and I was just like, okay, she's gonna come over here. And I'm like, maybe she won't. 
That's okay. We're gonna see each other at some point. I, I walk over. I'm scanning the crowd. I'm like, we're gonna run into each other. I know it. And she says my name. And I run and hug her. It was a great moment. <laughs> it was like one of those slow-mo videos in movies where like they see each other again for the first time in a long time and they just run into each other. It, it was a great moment. And I mean, it was a great day. We just spent most of it in Springs and I got to see Karen. And then we went back to the house and hung out in, in the house with all my family. I think spending like that first initial day at Disney Springs is like always such a good move. Just because, you know, sometimes... I mean, you guys are from Michigan, so you get it. I mean, you travel far, so sometimes, like, you're just not ready to, like, get into the parks right away. So I feel like it's a great way to, like, ease into that, hang out with family. And Springs is just, like, a good time, like, always. So I think that's really cool that you guys also started your trip like that. I definitely agree that having two full nights of sleep really helped prepare me for the full week of park days that we had coming up so because we didn't we didn't have a break day I mean we took breaks in between the days like during the park days but we didn't take a break after we got into the park so having those two days where we were just hanging out not really having to stress about being in the parks was a great move on our end (laughs) speaking of parks so on Sunday was our first park day and we went to Animal Kingdom which is my favorite park so it was like the perfect way for me to start off my Disney trip but um, we went in the morning and then we took a break and then we went back at night so we could see Pandora at night in the morning we did a safari and we also did Everest and we just kind of we all oh we went to Converse what is it called conservation station Rafiki's Planet Watch? Yes. We went to Rafiki's Planet Watch, and Jess, my mom, Jessica's partner, and me, we did the, what is it called? Like the... The animation. Yeah, we did the animation thing, and we got to draw Crush from Finding Nemo, which was really fun. I It was a nice, like, 30-minute break in the air conditioning Because Animal Kingdom, even though it wasn't the hottest day that we were down there, Animal Kingdom is the hottest park because of the humidity level that's in that park because of all of the plants. And so it was just a nice, like, 30-minute break (laughs) in the air conditioning. But, I mean, Animal Kingdom's always a vibe. I really liked it. And it was Jessica's partner's first time being there, so we made sure to hit most of the things. Unfortunately, when we went to go get on Dinosaur, it was down. They, like closed it for the rest of the day so we didn't get to go on dinosaur which was sad for everyone else yeah huge bummer i was so looking forward to bringing him on that ride because he loves the jurassic park ride at universal and i had been hyping up this ride because it's just so funny and then he never got to go on and i feel so bad now you just have to plan another trip just to go on dinosaur because i would i love dinosaurs yeah, he, he didn't get to see how well I've memorized the audio of that ride on the slide. So, really disappointing time for everyone. Um, We didn't do any of the shows while we were there, just because there were so many other things we were trying to pack in because it was our only Animal Kingdom day. 
we had park hoppers, but we weren't sure if we were going to use them, especially for Animal Kingdom. Um, the only thing that we probably would have gone back for was the dinosaur and maybe the few um, animal trails that we didn't walk down while we were there. But um, I would say our Animal Kingdom day was pretty good. We got some Mr. Kamal's fries at the end of the night after it downpoured on us. Um, and so it was Mr. Kamal's fries, our seasoned fries, and they come with a sriracha mayo. And it's really good. I've been hearing Disney influencers hype up these fries so much. And, the, like, you don't have to eat it with the sriracha mayo. I only had the sriracha mayo every couple of times because I'm not a spicy food girly. I can't handle the spicy food. But the seasoning on the fries is really, really good. So I really enjoyed it. We rode Everest twice on this day, and... The first time I told my partner to look up and slightly to the right and he misunderstood and he turned his head fully to the right. And then when we get out, I was like, wasn't the Yeti so cool? He goes, I don't know. I missed it. So we needed to go again. And I'm like, okay, slightly to the right. Like, like put your head almost straight up, but slightly to the right. And then the second time he was like, oh yeah, that was pretty cool can't believe he completely missed the yeti the first time there's one brain cell floating around in there was the yeti weighted plushie still there yes and they also have a bigfoot plush of him as well now too i want the weighted yeti i got the weighted grogu but i want the weighted yeti me and terry (laughs) last time we were there stood in that shop for 30 minutes I didn't know if I was going to buy it or not. I know. It's good to know it's still there. (laughs) We also went on the safari twice. We went on it once in the morning when we were there, and then we went on it right before it closed when we went back. And, like, I love the safari because you never get the same safari twice. And from what I've learned is that with a later safari especially close to close a lot of the animals are eating but that also means that some of the more inactive animals are out and more active um like the lions we got to see the lions and we also the lions started to roar for us on our second safari so um the male lion went up to like the front of his little rock structure that they hang out on and he started doing what the um tour guide or a safari guide told us was a dominance roar and he just he just started yelling (laughs) and then the female lion came up and joined him a little bit like she was like responding and that was really cool that was not something i've ever seen i've never seen like the lions like actually like roar to each other before I've seen them up and active before but I've never like heard them make any noise so that was really cool for me yeah I would definitely say that our first safari was better but on the second one we did get to see the lions roar and like actually get to see them like up and walking around so that was cool but we saw a lot more animals the first time around and they were like walking on the trails or like just being up closer to the vehicle so 
it was better, but the lion roaring was definitely a highlight. The other animal that was more active the second time was the African painted dog. When we went around the first time, one was like sleeping in its little cave thing. And the second time, there were like four or five of them, like just up and running around with each other. So, I mean, it also depends on the animal's like natural clock. If they're more of a nocturnal animal, they're going to be getting up around the closing of the safari. So that's why, I mean, I always tell people, if you're going to do the safari, do it once in the morning and once near close if you can, because even though the closing safari might be a little more empty, you're going to see active animals that you don't see during the morning time, because a lot of the time, some of those like nocturnal animals or more, um, if they're used to hunting at night, they're going to be more active during that final safari time. So on Monday, we went to Epcot, our first Epcot day. And that was the day that the walls for Dreamers Point were still up. So, um, I mean, that's part of the really cool thing while we were down there was a lot of things were kind of like happening. Like the Hackbox Ghost had come out and then Dreamers Point uh, was available our second Epcot day. But the first Epcot day was mostly dedicated to drinking around the world. We did do a few rides first. We made sure to do Guardians, which I got us a boarding group for. And then we went over to the land and we did Soarin' Over California, which I'm so happy is back for this limited time. I've really missed her. And um, we did, did we do Living with the Land right after that? Yeah, we did Living with the Land. We also did Test Track and Mission Space. Oh, yes. Yep. We did those before we started drinking around the world. So, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, disclaimer out there. We did those before. I can't even do that sober, so. Me neither. <laughs> but then um, we started our drinking around the world in Mexico, much to my dismay. But You can only start in Mexico, sorry. I wanted to Started start with a marg. Ooh, Margs. Woo. Dude, I love the Margs there. They're so good. Yeah. But first, I got a blood orange one first, and it tasted like barbecue sauce water. So I don't know what they did, so then I switched it out for a cucumber one. Yeah, so I'm not the biggest fan of margaritas, but when we first, on our first day in Epcot, when we first got to the margarita stand, apparently there was a huge power outage in Epcot the day before. And so that meant that their frozen margarita machines were still down because they had not gotten cold enough to serve frozen margaritas. So only the margaritas on on the rocks, margaritas with ice, uh, were available. So I got the cucumber margarita, Jessica got the blood orange, and then after I was done with about half of the cucumber margarita, because I don't like tequila that much, I gave Jessica my the rest of my margarita because hers did taste like barbecue. I tasted it. It tasted like barbecue. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they put like a smoky flavor in there, but it just makes it taste like barbecue sauce. Like there's obviously tahini on the rim, but there's tahini on the rim for the cucumber one and it didn't taste like barbecue. So why does my drink taste like barbecue? <laughs> and did we, we didn't, did we do the um Mexico boat ride while we were in Mexico? No, that time? we didn't do it this time because 
we went over to Norway right after to get some Viking coffee. And then I think, did we do we did Frozen? Frozen? Yeah, we had, yeah, we did Frozen instead. Yeah, we had a return time for Frozen, so we went over there um, and had our Viking coffee and did Frozen. Um, which the Viking coffee is very, very good. And also we discovered this treat from the bakery that we all really liked. It's basically like a potato tortilla. And then they put butter and cinnamon Left sugar sa- in it. Hmm? Left sa- yeah, that's what it's called. I couldn't Left- remember the name. That's a Norwegian uh, um, dish. Thank yeah. my Viking roots for that. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Viking roots. but yeah we had some lefska right yeah lefsa lefsa we had lefsa and it was very yummy we all enjoyed it and we definitely needed some carbs already um it's very important that we note that we ate a lot this day too so none of us were getting we weren't the super messy Epcot drinking around the world people. Well, most of us. Jessica's making a face that notates that maybe she was. But. <laughs> and then, yeah, we wrote Frozen, which Frozen's always great. Nobody wanted to scream the songs with me, which was really sad because on the DCP, everybody would scream the songs with me. Um, so, very upset about that. After Norway, our Guardians virtual queue was ready, so we ran back up to Guardians, and we rode that, and it was super fun. What song did we get the first time? I think Disco Inferno. I thought it was Iran. Uh, Oh, yeah, it was Iran, because I remember our Uncle Jason, who does the Twinning Around the World Travel Agency, he was like, I really, really, really want Iran, and then we got it, and he was so excited. He was, like, right in front of me, and he turned around, he was like... Oh my gosh! Like he was, his he was just so excited. But um, yep, we were two drinks in when we went on Guardians, but everybody was fine. So, <laughs> and then we made our way back through Mexico and Norway, just walking through. And oh no, we stopped at the Odyssey too check out the cookies in there and everything going on in there santa meets in the odyssey so they have like a cute little station like a picture opportunity that looks like his sleigh set up we didn't see santa but the area looks really cute in there now now that they're not doing the epcot presentation anymore and then when after that we went back and we hit china which i think did you sit down and eat in China at that time, Jessica? I think, yeah. We went and got the orange chicken, which it was it was fine. It was amazing, but, I mean, I thought it was pretty good for, you know, quick service Chinese food. But we also got, I forget what exactly what it's called, but it was a mango drink, and it was so good. It's from the Joy of Tea cart. I'm not sure what yours is called. I got the cantaloupe, which is a cantaloupe drink. Super good. It's like, it's not overly sweet, but it's like, it's basically like you're biting into a cantaloupe that has been soaked in alcohol for 48 hours. 
So it was really good. I definitely suggest that one if you're looking for something lighter because a lot of the drinks that they have are not super light or super, like, unsweet. So with, I definitely recommend Joy of Tea for anyone looking to get their drinks in China because all of their drinks seem, like, super light except for Tipsy Ducks and Love, which my Uncle Nathan got. And it, like, to me, it just tasted like straight up alcohol. My drink was good, but I will say that it tastes like juice when you first drink it, and then, like, halfway through, it tastes almost like you've drank all the juice, and then it's just alcohol. It's just vodka. Yeah, I was watching them make the drink, and they just pour the alcohol on top, so if you don't mix it super well before you drink it, you are just drinking the juice and then the alcohol. And then after China is... Germany. No. I was looking that. I was looking for approval from everyone to make sure. <laughs> and in Germany, my family made us do pear shots. Um which to, to me wasn't that bad, but I was a college freshman at one point living on campus, so it just kind of tasted like rubbing alcohol. I don't do shots, so I did half of it and then ran over to my dad and was like, and so I made him take the other shot. Yeah, we were sharing drinks a lot too, which I think was super smart for us because we don't really drink that often. And if when we do, it's like one or two drinks and then we we tap out. So it was definitely smart for us to share a lot of things because we did technically have a drink in all 12 countries but we definitely did not have 12 full drinks that day yeah when me and my friend for her 21st drink around the world we found that to be a lot not only like um better like you know to not be drinking 12 drinks straight but also like it saved a lot more money because they are expensive so i feel like don't shy away from sharing drinks just because you think it's like cheating because it's not if you want to drink out around the world yeah definitely and also make sure you're eating we ate a lot so that helped but a lot of the time I mean if I think like a couple times especially when we got to the U.S. which we'll get to in a second I didn't order a drink my uncle ordered a drink and I took a couple sips but um, after Germany is Italy, which we got food. Well, Jessica got food in Italy. And then we also went back to the little bar that's over in Italy. That's like kitty corner to the Annapoli. Um, there's a little bar over there. My mom got an espresso martini. I also got an espresso martini for that one. And um, I think... Jessica, you got an Italian margarita, didn't you? I actually got the white sangria this day, which it was good, but also they put orange juice in it, and then it just tasted just like orange juice, so. <laughs> I would definitely recommend the Italian margarita over the sangria at the little booth. And then after Italy is America, correct? Correct. I don't have a list in front of me. I'm doing this off of the top of my head for all the listeners out there, so I hope you're impressed. 
in the U.S., we actually stopped and we sat down for a little bit because a lot of, like, we've been through, that's the sixth country, I think, or we've been through six countries at that point. So we were getting a little tired. We all stopped. Um, some people went off and grabbed food from different countries and just met us back there because we definitely, a lot of us needed to eat because we were only just snacking a little bit throughout the countries. Um, a lot of what people got there were different types of mules. I don't think anybody got any American beer on that day. I think they just mostly got the Texas mule and the other one that they offer, which both were pretty good. I tried both of them, but one of them was made, I think, with vodka instead of bourbon. And I am more of a bourbon girl than vodka, so I liked the bourbon one more. Yeah, there was the Texas mule and then there was a Kentucky mule which my partner and I split the Kentucky meal, and it was pretty good. The Texas meal my dad got, and I would say that I probably like that one better because I'm not a bourbon girly, but I like them both. I like the meals because it basically covers up any flavor of alcohol with ginger, so. Yeah, and people were already getting in line for the candlelight processional at this point, too. I mean, it probably had to be 3, 4 o'clock at this point. And people were already getting in line because it was Uncle Jesse, John Stamos, the first night we were at Epcot. So people were already getting in line. So (laughs) that was interesting to navigate through there. And then when we stopped in America, my dad went and ran over to Morocco and he got these amazing kebabs. And they had, like, a chickpea salad underneath. And, oh, my God, if you get one thing at this festival, get these kebabs. There's a lamb and there's a chicken, and they both have the chickpea salad underneath. And they have, I think it's, like, a garlic aioli-type sauce on them, and it was so amazing. If you're going to get one thing, get this. Yeah, and he also got the hummus plate from there, which came with hummus and a of like naan or pita and then it came with two other sauces which I will not attempt to pronounce their names but one was green and one was green and red I think because of the yeah it was like chili oil looking yeah and both were pretty good one was spicy so I stayed away from that one a little bit more but the green one was really fresh and so that was really good food I mean this festival honestly like, most of the time, I stay away from the festival booths, except for if there's, like, one thing that I kind of want. But I ate a lot of the festival food, not necessarily on our Drinking Around the World Day, but on the other days. So, and after America is Japan. Yep, and we all had Violet Saki. My family loves Ooh. the Violet Saki. It's okay. So Sorry, headphones users. <laughs> So we all had pilot sake and then we what's after japan morocco morocco we went up to the bar that's at the spice road table and we got some stuff there they don't really have much festival alcohol availability it was just the bar in there that would have the alcohol and that one was the pomegranate it was like a pomegranate acai something but it that tasted a lot just like alcohol you didn't really get any like sweetness it was kind of just hand sanitizer 
But at that point, you couldn't taste it, so... <laughs> yeah, at that point, we we got to France, and we went and did the Ratatouille ride. Which, always fun. <gasps> Ratatouille. I love that ride. I know people hate on it, but stop. I'm looking at you, Kenzie. I don't hate it. I love it. I just am very prone to migraines, especially in the heat, Florida heat. So I, I'm just not a fan of the um, moving while trying to look at a 3D screen. It It's not my jam, but I love Ratatouille. I love that little rat. Yeah, I definitely get that as a fellow migraine haver. It's sometimes really hard for me with screens, but I think with Ratatouille it's a little easier because the screens are so fluid. But when you're when you move away from that scene, I definitely do get that little tinge in the back of my head where my eyes are like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like it's not fun. <laughs> but I love Ratatouille. Love that ride. And then after the ride, I went and ran ahead of my family who was using the restroom because, you know, we've been drinking. And I went and got the Grand Marnier slush, which is very typical drinking around the world Epcot, Italy stop. So I went and grabbed that, and we all shared that. And it's actually, it's really good. Um, I don't know if it was because I had already had a lot of alcohol, but you can't really taste the alcohol in it. It just tastes like an orange yeah, our other family members brought out some champagne flutes, too. And the champagne there was really good. It wasn't too sweet, but it was a sweeter champagne. It wasn't so bitter. So I really liked it. And I'm not one to just, like, sip on champagne, but that one I could, for sure. Yeah, it was a very good, like, in-between of dry and sweet. And then after France, we went to the UK. And we, um, my uncle actually just went into the Rose and Crown and got me... A drink. I can't even remember what drink I got. It was like, it's a lager, but it has Sprite in it, which was actually pretty good for me. I really enjoyed it, and I I enjoy beer, so I would have enjoyed if he brought me out a Guinness as well. But we got to the UK, and that's what I had. I think Jessica had a sip of that, because I don't think you got anything. In I don't enjoy beer, but that one was pretty good. So I had a few sips of that, but I didn't get my own specific drink. Yep, and then we finished the night out in Canada, and we shared an Ottawa apple, which I love the Ottawa apple. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good, but it is a very sweet drink, so if you don't like sweet drinks, you might want to skip that one and get something else that's offered, but I mean, I feel like that was a good end drink <laughs> because you don't taste the alcohol, and it feels like there's like very minimal alcohol in it, so it was like a good like little cap. Yeah, we definitely shared that, but um, then after that, we went home. We did have designated drivers who stopped drinking at America, so nobody worried. They were plenty sober. We made Or who didn't drink at all, like my grandparents. Yeah, so my, yeah, and my dad barely drank on our drinking around the world day, so we had my- I think he literally just got the Texas mule, and that was like about it. So don't worry, y'all. We were safe. Then we went home. And we went to sleep. And Did we... I get... Wait, pause. Did I get Taco Bell this night? Yes. <laughs> I think this was the second night I got Taco Bell in a row. So shout out, Ben. Um, Love you. Thank you for the potato tacos. 
just gonna preface this out of the what eight nine days that we were there i had taco bell four times four times i am obsessed with the potatoes <laughs> and then on tuesday we actually went in a little later but we went into hollywood studios probably around 11 o'clock when we got there we just wanted to make sure everybody slept in and didn't feel rushed the day after drinking (laughs) but honestly like I felt fine that morning so I was just glad that I didn't have to wake up to get a virtual queue but we went to Hollywood Studios and Hollywood Studios was so busy on Tuesday so well Rise of the Resistance was down for half the day until I think like two o'clock So there wasn't that people eater to have people stand in line for a few hours. So it was so busy. Like all rides were basically over an hour. So it was hard to kind of like want to do a lot of stuff. So we did leave um, after a little bit to take a break. Yeah, we didn't go back to the park after we left. We just left at like four or five because it was just so busy and rise didn't actually come up until three because that's when some people went on tower of terror and we were already pretty done we were still pretty tired from the day before we the only things that we had done at hollywood studios on tuesday was slinky dog star tours mickey and minnie's mickey and minnie's and then rock and roll coaster and and in in line for Mickey and Minnie's I have a funny story my parents were carrying two water bottles and my mom went to hand my dad the bag and the bag slipped out of his hand and he dropped the bag and the water bottle burst open everywhere and my mom's trying to get the attention of the person so that like no one slips on the water and like they can get it cleaned up and she just goes I spilled and so this whole trip we've just been going I spilled I spilled my water I spilled and it was so bad because it was like literally right at ride load it it was like right at the gate (laughs) like we I feel so bad because we spilled the water and she goes I spilled and then we just immediately loaded into our little train and like just just booked it out of there who was the cast member that cleaned it up (laughs) I don't know shout out to you if you're the cast member that cleaned up my mom's spilled water I'm so sorry also the really funny thing I'm so sorry to my friends the family (laughs) Also, the really funny thing uh, this entire trip was when we, since we had such a large party, most of the time there were 10 of us going on a ride at one time. So when they the cast members would ask us how many in your party, we would be like 10. And they're like, who's at the end of your party? And usually my dad was the one standing at the end. So we're like, Santa. Or I, the first time I did it was at Runaway Railway. And I go, the man in the beard. Because he, my dad, for anybody who doesn't know, for any of the listeners out there, he has a large white beard and he looks like Santa. And so the cast member at Runaway Railway goes, purple Santa, got it. Because he was wearing a purple shirt. 
I spilled. I spilled. I spilled. But uh, this was the day also that I met up with my friend Reese for the first time. And um, she hung out with us most of the trip, which was really nice. It's really nice to see the people who still live down there. Um, and so she and her boyfriend joined us for this day for a little bit. Um, like I said, we left pretty early because it was just too many people. It wasn't enjoyable. You couldn't get on anything without waiting an hour, almost two hours for the most popular things. So we just did those couple attractions. We had food. I got food at Fairfax Fair, which is over there right across from Tower of Terror on Sunset. And they had this um, like brisket bowl and it was mashed potatoes the brisket and some gravy on it with some Fritos actually inside like a waffle cone bowl. Super good. I recommend Fairfax Fair to literally anyone, especially right now when they have those bowls. My dad got the Sabo noodle bowl and it was like really light and fresh. So if you're not looking for mashed potatoes and brisket, definitely recommend the Sabo noodle bowls as well. I... 100% recommend the vegetarian Ronto wrap. I'm not vegetarian, but I just don't eat a lot of meat. I only really eat chicken and like some very specific seafood. But the vegetarian Ronto wrap is just amazing for anyone. It's zucchini, it's carrots, it's chickpeas. It's just so good. Yeah, and I would like to preface that I'm a very big meat eater. I eat almost any type of meat. And I prefer the vegetarian Ronto wrap over the regular one. I think the regular one for me, it's just like a weird mixture of meats that I don't like. So, but yeah, that pretty much rounded out our Hollywood, our first Hollywood Studios day. We did come back later in the week to finish up the rest of the stuff. After we left this park, we did go back to Disney Springs this day because on our first Disney Springs day, it was Saturday, so it was a weekend and it was really busy. So we wanted to go back on a weeknight, and it was perfect. It wasn't too busy. It wasn't too crowded. There were random, like, caroler people doing a scavenger hunt. I have no idea what that was about, but besides that, it was pretty calm. The amount of people that do scavenger hunts at Disney Springs, I don't understand. I've never seen it in the summer or the spring, not the fall. Everyone wants to come and see my name tag. I'm like, what is happening? My name is not popular. Nor is the state of Ohio. Yeah, this one was really weird. Like, they found, like, a certain spot, and then they, like, screamed a song. Like, they weren't... I, I would have been okay if it was, like, Carol, the chorus of this for, like, the other people. Like, if they were actually being pleasant singers and, like, not screaming the songs, I would have been more okay with it. But they were just being very loud and, like, sprinting around Disney Springs. So, that was the part. They also had selfie sticks, and they almost whacked me in the head, like, eight times. Like, please. Yeah, I think... Did you see Douglas? We didn't see Douglas. That was the thing. I didn't see Douglas Fur at all when we went to Disney Springs. That's so sad. I know. But yeah, no, Disney Springs at night, especially, like, on a weekday when the locals aren't necessarily there, definitely great. We just walked around 
Um, Jessica and I and her partner, we got the big slices of pizza from Marie and Enzo's, the, um, just like the pizza window portion of it, not the actual like sit-down Italian restaurant. And it was really good. The pizza slices are huge, though. You can definitely share them. But, yeah, that basically ended out our Tuesday. Okay, so on Wednesday was our one and only Magic Kingdom Day, and that is the first day that Taryn joined us. So uh, we went to Magic Kingdom not quite at opening, but pretty close to opening. I think we got there around 9.30, 10 o'clock. And we did almost everything in that park that day. I mean, everything that we cared about. We skipped a couple of things, but... It was like Yeah, like we didn't do Winnie the Pooh or like teacups or like the stuff like that because we there's no one in our party that had little kids or anything, so we just kinda skipped those, but we started out going in pirates, so my partner Michael was very, 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 very happy about that. <laughs> yeah, and then my friend Reese and her boyfriend also joined us this day. We did get a on virtual queue and it worked out really well because you can have 10 people in your party and so I had all 10 people in my family that wanted to go on Tron and Reese and her boyfriend did theirs separately and we actually got groups like right next to each other so we could all go on together we took up almost an entire train because the one train fits 14 people so we had 12 (laughs) Um, but that was a lot of our first time experiencing Tron I will say that it is a very fun ride, but I was a little underwhelmed, I think, with how much people were hyping it up, and it's very short. It's a very, very short ride, and I think if it was even, like, 20 seconds longer, I would have a very different opinion of it, but it's just very underwhelming, and also, it, like, there's points in the ride where it slows you down like it slows down your momentum in like several different places and i i don't know it like ruins the ride for me okay um yeah me and taryn obviously refrained from giving our opinions because we knew you guys were gonna go on your vacation soon um but we felt much of the same it just was very underwhelming i think that's a very good word to describe it and it was so short i i remember just thinking like i don't know that i thought we were over that after rock and roller coaster like i don't know i just felt like there that would never happen again and obviously i love rock and roller coaster and i love tron um i just feel like i don't know i just feel like that was way too short like not even like a little short like I I don't know I felt like I got on and then I immediately got off but um I still think like the visuals are cool the queue got annoying after a while um what what does she say she's she says that thing over and over again um, um. what will you choose or something like that what will oh you yeah choose? I don't even know something like that um yeah, turn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
I've been on it. I was at the cast previews in February. Felt the same. It's just like it was fun, but it's just like this. This is it. We spent five years waiting for sixty seconds. Okay. Uh. So when you texted me, when Kenzie texted me, that this is gonna be a top five ride, and I'm like, okay. I did not say that. Yes, you did. Uh, okay, uh, okay. And if I did, it was because my mom led me astray. No offense, mom, but like she like hyped that thing up to me. It's like her favorite ride now. So I was under the impression like, oh, like my mom is like, wow, this is insane. So I thought it was gonna be, I thought it was gonna be a top five in Magic Kingdom, which mm. I don't know. I don't know about that, but not definitely not ever. Like doesn't even come close. I will give Tron this. The initial launch is perfect. You go, like, the perfect amount of speed. That, like, first outside, like, portion... Well, the only outside portion. But that first, like, hill and the outside is, like, perfect. And then when you go in the building, I feel like you're just expecting so much more. And that's where it falls flat. And I feel like if this ride opened before Guardians, it would have gotten a better reaction because it's just like, it's a good ride. It's not terrible, but just having Guardians in the back of your head and having it like similar to Tron, but having Guardians be such a longer experience and like more immersive and everything, I think it just shows Tron up in a way that if Tron opened before, you could be like, oh, I like Tron. Tron is good. I do like Guardians better, but I can appreciate Tron for what it is. But since it opened second and you had to wait so long for it, it falls flat for a lot of people. And I also think, like, yeah, after after Tron, but honestly, like, the past three or so rides that have recently come out, because we you have Rise of Re Resistance too. And, you know, like, the entire Galaxy's Edge and Toy Story's Land, honestly. And um, Pandora, I mean, Flight of Passage. Like, those are all the most recent rides we've gotten. So having Tron kind of be the one that, I mean, it feels like that was the first one they started building because it's just been so long. Um, to have that be the last, yeah, it definitely, I, I definitely, um concur with what you're saying with how it just you know compared to everything else that has come out it just yeah yeah and even the thrill factor for tron besides that initial launch i would honestly say that slinky dog is more thrilling than tron like if you took out that initial launch i would say that tron is a kitty coaster and i don't know like, when you have a IP like Tron, where more of the adults are going to be excited about it, because Tron is, like, what they grew up with, even, like, before us, before our young adult people. It's, like, older adults grew up with Tron first, and then Tron Legacy came out and tried to get some people in, and it did. I mean, I enjoyed Tron Legacy, but with the IP, they could have done something 
more thrilling like Rock and Roller Coaster where you could have put in more thrilling factors to it. And like I said, like the slowing down in the middle of the ride, instead of letting the ride be longer and your momentum slow on its own, that it really took me out of it. Like I literally, I think I turned to Taryn and I go, why are we slowing down so many times? Like in the middle of the ride. So yeah, Tron was a little disappointing for me. It was still fun, but it was just a little disappointing. But the rest of the day was great. I mean, Magic Kingdom was, it was one of the nights that wasn't a party night. So it was busy, but it wasn't as busy as we were seeing on Monday. My family wanted to do Magic Kingdom on Monday, and I told them absolutely not. Being a cast member from Magic Kingdom, I'm like, we are not going on Monday. (laughs) And I'm glad we didn't, because I was checking in on the wait times on Monday while we were drinking around the world for Magic Kingdom, and the wait times got ridiculously long. So I'm just glad we went on Wednesday where the wait times weren't super bad. They were still kind of bad because it's holiday party season but um I think we had a good time we did take a midday break on Monday too which was very important for us and also I mean on Wednesday too which was very important for us but um it was also colder that day wasn't it that was one of our upper 60 degree days Mm -hmm. so we went back and we changed into sweatshirts because it was getting cold out yeah, I had to put on a whole coat because that was just so cool. <laughs> and it was Florida cold, not Michigan cold. Right now in Michigan, it's like 32 degrees. So it was not anywhere near this. We still enjoyed it. I could wear leggings and a sweatshirt and be fine. And honestly, I'm okay with park days like that because it's super comfortable to walk around like that. And you're not sweating, which I in Disney, like during the summer it was terrible and we were always sweating and you always just were getting wet and I don't enjoy that so I would take a 65 degree Disney day over a 90 degree Disney day anytime. After our break we came back and we did Big Thunder Mountain and then part of our group split off and went to watch the fireworks show while the other half of us went back on Pirates And then after that, we met up to go on Haunted Mansion and see the new Hatbox Ghost, which was awesome. And after that, we did Peter Pan, Small World, and I think that kind of rounded off the last few rides that we had to check off. But any thoughts on the fireworks show, Liz? Because I think, wasn't that your first time actually seeing Happily Ever After? Yes, because when we went in... 2017, 2018, like the Christmas season of 2017, I think. Um, they had Happily Ever After, but I got a 24-hour like bug where I had a fever and I just did not feel good. So this was actually my first time seeing it in person. And I've seen like the projection show through YouTube and things like that. So the projections weren't necessarily like mandatory for me. And since we were already over at Big Thunder, there's a, that bridge in Frontierland that looks perfectly at the castle. And so we watched it from that bridge because I just kind of needed the vibes and the fireworks and, like, the music all over the park to give me that, like, happily ever after moment that I wanted. And also, 
being on Main Street or like close to that vicinity during fireworks just especially on a non-party night where everybody's there and there's not two fireworks shows that night I just didn't want to be all up in those crowds so we just stayed on that bridge and it was really nice and um, I mean we got to hear the music and the fireworks were beautiful and I highly recommend being over in that area for projections aren't a priority for you you can always see them on YouTube and they look pretty good on YouTube so I don't think that you're really missing out on a super lot if you're not on Main Street experiencing that, especially if you don't have little kids. I mean, we were all adults that went, so. But it was perfect. Me and Taryn got some, we got a pretzels and <laughs> drinks, and we stood with uh, my family members who wanted to watch the fireworks on the bridge, and it was really nice. And then it made it really easy to get over to Haunted Mansion because if we were on Main Street, since they closed off part of Fantasyland, if there's like wind or anything, if they think that it's going to become like a fallout zone, they'll close a lot of parts of Fantasyland. Most of Fantasyland was closed on Wednesday because there were, it was a little windier because of the cold front coming through. And so it would have been a battle to get back to Haunted Mansion. So I'm glad that we watched it and I'm glad that I got to experience in the park. I did almost cry. I held it together. <laughs> I held it together a little bit. <laughs> but um yeah, it was it was really great. Happily Ever After just has my heart. The songs, the music for that show is just beautiful. So I'm really glad that I got to experience this one. Get the pepper jack cheese pretzel. It's better than the Mickey pretzel. Yes. Taryn got the pepper jack cheese pretzel, which they had at the cart in Frontierland. I got a normal pretzel. I'm not a big soft pretzel girly. So I got the normal one because I just needed something warm. I was getting a little cold. Um, so yeah, then after we had our snacks and enjoyed the fireworks, we went to the Haunted Mansion and got to see the Hatbox Ghost. Crazy, I know why a picture did not turn out so well. Do you remember when you came down in July, we tried to get that good picture that we had like the last time? And like, mansion. it didn't go so well. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Apparently, thanks to Liz's credit, the picture thing is at the beginning of the ride, not the end. Yeah, it, you know that portrait when you're going down the hallway with the portraits that change in the lightning? The last portrait oh. where it's really bright, that's when it's supposed to look. Why? Now what is the point of that last room? No offense. That's what to- I'm saying. But like that, whatever. Show off technology. I don't know. But the Hatbox Ghost was really cool. Um, I don't know if I was expecting more set piece to go with him though. It seemed like a really barren area, and I think they're missing some set piece because they said that he was supposed to come with like luggage and like different hat boxes and stuff like that, like around him. And it just seemed really bare. Nothing was there. So that made me kind of feel a little disappointed in it because it was just literally like you turned and there's the endless hallway and then there's him and there's nothing else. So. But he's a really cool animatronic, so I'll give Disney that. But then, like Jessica said, we went to Peter Pan and it's a small world and basically ended out our night and we 
you know, walk to the front of the t- park, took pictures of the castle at night after the fireworks crowd had cleared out. Because we actually stayed pretty close to close that night. Because Magic Kingdom closed at 11. I think we left around 1045. So the park was emptying out. It was pretty nice. Just to walk down Main Street where there wasn't a bunch of... I am also happy to report that there were no streakers in It's a Small World. Yeah, we, we had a pretty uh, boring It's a Small World ride. And by boring, I mean normal. <laughs> yeah, it's probably for the best. <laughs> Yeah, but on Thursday, we went to Epcot again. That was more of our, like, snacking day. We tried more food that day. Um, a highlight from that, um, I will say the France Pavilion has a frozen hot chocolate martini. That was really good. That was one of the only drink- drinks that I got that day. Um, we, I also want to shout out La Chaim. It's one of the holiday food places. And they had a salmon latke, which if, if those of you who don't know, latkes are a potato pancakes. And they piled it up with salmon, and it was so good. They seasoned it so well. The salmon was so rich. Like, that was, if I, if I had only eaten that that day, I probably would have still continued to be full throughout the rest of the day. It was so good. And Taryn got it for me, and I'm so blessed. <laughs> Um, I did yell at Taryn, though. Most of the time, I was paying for Taryn's stuff because i <laughs> that's how I am. You told me you wanted one. You were in the other line. So it was like, okay, she wants to try it. I'm going to get two. Yeah. that is what a considerate human being does. <laughs> Which, I got the potato latke on our last day, too. But uh, uh, that salmon latke, I will dream about. They have a lot of salmon at this year's holiday festival. So I don't know who decided salmon was a holiday dish, but whoever did, thank you, I love you. Um, make more <laughs> salmon latkes. Make more salmon. <laughs> On this Epcot day, the walls were down, so it was our first look at Dreamer Point. So it was really beautiful. It was really cool. I'm glad that we were there to see it. And then after that, we walked over to Journey of Water. And it was it was really good. It's beautiful. I just do agree that it does give more Animal Kingdom vibes. Just the way that, like, the wording is. Because it's all about water. And, like, they could have changed it a little bit to, like, just tweak it a little bit more towards conservation. And put it in Animal Kingdom. So, I do agree with the criticism there, but I think it's still such a beautiful experience that I am happy that we got it. But I just hope Moana gets just a little bit more recognition in the park, too. Like, I'd be a little bit disappointed if the only Moana-like recognition that we have is Journey of Water. But for what it is, it's it's beautiful. I 100% agree. It is gorgeous in that area. I mean, I probably could have spent all day in that area. This was actually one of our colder days, too. It only got up to, like, 69 degrees that day. And so I was still in a tank top at this point, though, because in the sun, it was warm. So I was very excited to go into the Moana area, and it was gorgeous. I took a lot of pictures, and uh, it was just a fun – it's a fun little, like, stop, especially if you have kids in Epcot where there's not necessarily a whole bunch for them to do. It's a good little stop and they get to play in water and 
I mean, I played in the water, and I'm 23, so. <laughs> I, yeah, I obviously haven't seen this um, yet, and I'm okay right now not seeing it. I'm really, I don't want to see it. Okay, that was really bad. I do want to see it. I just, as someone who, like, loves Epcot with, like, their whole heart, and that's just the reason why I chose to do what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, and I'm really big on the history of Disney parks. I, yeah, I just don't think it really, like, belongs there, but, like, I haven't been, so it's good to know it's, like, beautiful, and they did a good job. That definitely, like, eases my conscious conscience a lot, um, so I'm excited to see your guys' pictures from that. Um, yeah, I guess I'm the only one who hasn't done that. Well, and Maddie, so that'll be interesting. We'll definitely have to get your guys' opinion on it, because, like I said, like, it's beautiful. It just, I've caught wasn't necessarily the best choice of location. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, oh, and on this Epcot day, we did Living with the Land with the Christmas lights. And it was really pretty. I enjoy it. Again, Living with the Land needs to put the song back. But the lights are really pretty at night. We did do Living with the Land on our first Epcot day as well. But that was in the morning, so you could see the lights. They were still on, but it was way better at night. Also, this was the first day that I went to the Italy booth and got the Montanara. And, oh my god, I love it so much. It's so good. It's basically just like, almost like a fried cheese ball type thing with marinara and Parmesan cheese on top. But it's so good. It's literally cheese inside fried pizza dough with marinara sauce on top of it. It is good, but potato lock, I mean, the salmon lock can take the cake. Oh, we met, um, we oh, met. Yeah. Oh, we met paging Mr. Morrow. He's a we big went back. YouTuber. We went back over into the Dreamer Point area. And that's when all the lights had started with the um, show on Spaceship Earth, like the little lights that they do on there. And we ran into Paging Mr. Morrow, and of course we had to stop and ask him for a selfie. So I have that picture, and I hold it near and dear to my heart. Jessica was so excited. She kept saying, like, I hope we run into a Disney influencer. She was so excited that we actually did. And um, she was the one who actually asked him if we could take a picture with him. So, <laughs> but yeah, that was our that was our Thursday at Epcot. I mean, we did a lot of things. We did a lot of repeat rides that day too. We did do the Mexico boat ride that day, and um, but most of it was eating and just you know taking the park slowly. Epcot's a park that I really like to take slowly, so I'm glad that we could. And around Christmas time, there's so many different shows and stuff going on with the different Santas from the different countries around World Showcase. Um, I did run into the, I think he's a barn troll in Norway in the bathroom. Like, because the backstage area is right over where, like, those bathrooms are in that section of Norway. 
And so I was waiting for some people, and he just came out, and he looked at me, and he waved at me, and I waved back, and I said, hi, and he said, hi, and then he just hobbled away. <laughs> so it was really fun. But, yeah, that kind of wraps up our Thursday at Epcot. Um, that was also the last day Taryn joined us on the trip because her days off are Wednesday and Thursday. But it was a fun day that I got to spend all day with my bestie. So we went and dropped her off at her apartment. It was so sad. We both cried after. It was it was really sad. And, like, getting back to the house and, like, seeing the toothbrush that we bought Taryn. Because she actually stayed the night at our rental house with us and um it was impromptu <laughs> it was impromptu very impromptu she, i didn't even have a toothbrush she didn't have a toothbrush she didn't have a change of clothes luckily i had lots of clothes on the trip more clothes than i needed um and we had extra rooms i mean this house had like 10 rooms and we only needed like six of them so she got to stay in a frozen themed room <laughs> and my dad went to the Walmart that was just down the street and picked her up a toothbrush so coming back to the to my room and looking at her toothbrush sitting on my sink it made me cry a little not gonna lie <laughs> don't cry right now we have a podcast listener <laughs> and then I'm oh, trying not to <laughs> But then on Friday, we um, got a later start. We left the house around 11, and we went resort hopping to see the Christmas decorations in the resort. We did the monorail loop minus the contemporary, and then we took a boat over to Fort Wilderness. Yeah, we saw the gingerbread houses and all, like, the Christmas trees and stuff, which was really, like, cute and holiday festivities, so. It was nice. The boat going over to Fort Wilderness did take like 30 minutes, but Liz, Michael, and I hopped on a bus from Fort Wilderness to go over to Hollywood Studios where we met my parents and Reese and her partner again. So that was really nice. We ate at the Backlot Express while waiting for my parents, and then we went on Toy Story Mania, which was really fun. I am terrible at it. It hurts my arm a lot. We went on Star Tours first, and I got to see my friend oh. Melanie, and I somehow became the Rebel Spy. Don't know how that happened. I definitely was not told to look at a certain area of the, uh, the uh, what is it called? Like a spaceship? I don't know. The, the ship that you're in. Uh, the Star Tours. Yeah, the Star Tours. The Star Tour. <laughs> I was definitely not told to look at a certain area for a certain amount of time. <laughs> but um, it was really, I mean, like I said, it was just really fun seeing all of the people that I used to work with or live with. Because uh, Reese is one of my friends from Tomorrowland. Um, when we were in Magic Kingdom, when we split up, um, Reese, her partner, Taryn, and I stayed in Tomorrowland a little bit. Um, and we went over to Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, and one of my friends was working over there, and we actually got to be backdoored into that attraction, which was really fun, so shout out Joey. Um, but seeing Melanie, and, like, getting to hug her, and, like, her hair looked super cute that day, I was just so excited, and it was, like, super random chance that we actually got over into the area that she was working in. I didn't know 
what transport area she was working in. So when we went over there and I saw her at the end of the hallway, I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to see Melanie. And so we went over there and we were literally like talking. She was trying to see it. <laughs> it wasn't working out too well. But then um, we got seated in the front row. And it was really fun. And um, then we went and did Toy Story Mania with just Reese and her partner, Jessica, and her partner, me. And I will say that I lost by only, like, two points, though, so it doesn't really matter. I wanted my heart. <laughs> and then my parents joined us, and we went and watched Fantasmic. Which Fantasmic was cute, but we did, like, basically walk up at 7.30 almost to get into the 7.30 show. So it was pretty full. And all throughout the show, people just kept leaving. I think it's because they didn't get, like, seated in the area that they wanted or they just, I don't know. But they just kept leaving, so that was kind of disappointing. Like, people, come on, just watch the show. And also, it was pretty windy that night, so the dragon did not come out, and they just had Maleficent high up on that rock and just, like, screaming. At one point, I turned to Reese and I go, is she supposed to still be up there? (laughs) Because usually what happens is that they bring the uh, Maleficent face character down, and the dragon takes her place. But she had stayed up there, and I noticed that she was up there, and I'm like, is she supposed to be up there? <laughs> like, I didn't know if maybe she got stuck, but then I realized it was kind of windy, and I was like, oh, the dragon's not coming out. The new additions um, do make me miss the Pocahontas scene. Um, Look, it's John Smith. Yeah, I mean, they weren't, I don't think, they weren't as fun as the Pocahontas scene, in my opinion, because, like, they had, like, cannons, and everybody was dancing. It was a huge, like, group number, whereas all of the things that replaced it, which was, like, Aladdin, Moana, Frozen, um, Pocahontas did appear up on her little cliff, but there was no John Smith, so that made me sad. But um, it was just, it was a bunch of individual things, which didn't excite me as much as the Pocahontas original scene. But also, we didn't have super good seats, like Jess said, so I was missing a lot of things. So next time I go down, I'm definitely going to have to go watch it again and get in line earlier, um, because Fantasmic is my favorite nighttime spectacular. But after Fantasmic, we went and finished out our night with... uh, Oh, um, we finished out our night in Galaxy's Edge. And... We did Rise and Smuggler's Run, and because of how big our group was, um, because with my parents, my sister and her partner, and then Reese, me and her partner, there was one too many of us to fill up a ship, so we split off into a group of five and ten. So I actually got to be a pilot for the first time on Smuggler's Run, and I got to yell at the other pilot because she was my friend. And I think that makes the experience of Smuggler's Runs much more fun when you either have a full ship or you're only in, like, the ship with people you know because you can just yell at them and really get into the storyline. Some of us also ate at Docking Bay 7, 
I didn't eat, but I did get a Surly Sarlacc, and I will say 10 out of 10. It was pretty good. I got uh, the Tip Yip meal, which is fried chicken and mac and cheese. <laughs> and I got the child side portion because I was not that hungry, but I needed. I knew I needed to eat. And then I got a Diet Coke because I, I don't think I had anything to drink on the Hollywood Studios day. Um, I had a sip of the Surly Sarlacc, which was really good, and I tried the beer that they had there, which was also really good. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend the meal I had. Like, definitely if you're a picky eater or you have a child that's a picky eater and they will only eat chicken and mac and cheese, perfect for you. Just for me, like, after having really good food all week, honestly, like, it would just... It was kind of boring to me, and I probably should have picked something else, but they didn't have the vegetarian uh, Ronto wraps at that time. They bring over the regular Ronto wraps to Docking Bay 7 after Ronto's Roasters closes, but not the vegetarian. So that's a quick tip for anybody who didn't know as well. Yeah, after our Smuggler's Run ride, the park was closed, so we just kind of just strolled our way out of the park kind of just taking it all in since you know no one else was really around and there wasn't a huge rush to get out there but it was nice to see galaxy's edge at night and to have it basically be empty yeah the one thing i will say is that they will not let you exit into toy story land you have to take the exit near muppet's vision which is totally fine. We just made a big circle then because we didn't know that. Um, so it was really nice. It, Galaxy's Edge was empty. It was empty. I should have taken the opportunity to take more pictures, but I was very tired <laughs> and wanted to go to bed. <laughs> but then on Saturday, which was the day that we left, our plane didn't leave until 8.30 p.m. So we could stay at the park for a little bit. So we decided to go back to Epcot because it was the best place for us to get food that we wanted just to experience the like slower park for us because we've done a lot of the things in Epcot at that point too so it's not like we were rushing around having to do things that we hadn't done. Uh, Reese and her partner joined us again that day which was really nice because I got to hang out with them with um, some alone time with them too and just like catching up and you know not thinking about the inevitable goodbye that I would have to do again <laughs> but I did get the salmon latke again and I did get the Montanara again <laughs> but it was overall I mean it was a really good day just hanging out in Epcot doing whatever we wanted to do I think the only things that we didn't split up for was we came back together for Ratatouille at the end around three-ish yeah, we did. We did Journey Through Imagination, Frozen, Ratatouille, and me, you, and Michael did the three caballeros. So, yeah, the first thing that we did when we got there was Journey into Imagination because my mom loves Figment, absolutely loves him. So, we had to go on it because we hadn't gone on it at any other point when we were in Epcot. Um, and Figment was meeting at the time that we went through, so my mom has some really, really cute pictures with him. Um, Jessica and I, Michael, sped ahead to Mexico, and uh, we went on the boat ride, and they got margaritas. 
Of course. You have to get the Marg. <laughs> They're so good. So we got a c couple Margs. Then we headed over to the Frozen ride. We rode that. And then we kind of split off again. Uh, we headed towards Italy to get the Montanara. And that's where Liz met her friends. And so then me and Michael met back up with my parents. And we did the last few countries until France. And then we all met up in France. We all did Ratatouille. And then we headed back towards the front of the park because it was sadly time to say goodbye. It wasn't goodbye. It was see you real soon. I am already planning another Disney trip. But, um, yeah, I mean, for me, Disney is now a place where some of my favorite people live. And so it makes saying goodbye to Disney that much harder. And so, like, saying goodbye to Taryn on Thursday heartbreaking it, it just makes leaving so much harder and I almost didn't leave I <laughs> the there they overbooked our flight and they were asking for three people to stay one more day and they would get you on the next flight and I almost did it <laughs> just to stay in you should have contacted me <laughs> I have an appointment I know but um I mean I just wanted to fly home and because I, you know, had to go back to work on Tuesday, so I just wanted to be home in distress, but yeah, sadly, you know, we left. Um, the airport was hectic. It was a time. I have a grievance. Oh, no. Spirit Airlines lost my parents' luggage, but we did get it back basically the next day, but it's all the airport workers' fault, and like, I will not air her out, but I will because that was so rude. But thankfully, we got our bag back, so I'm not going to have that much of a grievance. But Spirit Airlines, man, reconsider. Yeah, that ended up our, our Disney trip. I mean, overall, great trip. It was a great time to spend with family and friends. And I'm just so glad that you guys, uh, that Taryn joined us and that Kenzie wanted to come and talk to us about it. So Kenzie, do you have any like last questions about our Disney trip? Anything for us? No, pretty much answered all of mine with, you know, um, Catbox Ghost, Journey Water, um, kind of giving me the festival experience since I've never been this time of year so it was very interesting to hear your guys' thoughts on that um and yeah i uh next time you i mean you said you're planning one a trip for next time liz just make sure to put a spot in for me <laughs> hopefully i can go college is expensive but i'm gonna try <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's always so fun hearing about people's trips. I mean, I know I'm going to talk to my mom and dad about theirs when they get home um, this weekend. Um, so maybe I'll even talk about that in the next episode, what their Disneyland experiences are, because they haven't been since they were uh, young, my age, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be really exciting to hear their trip as well. I just think it's so cool. I just love talking about Disney anything. Um, even if I wasn't there, sadly, but it's very cool that you guys got to meet up, especially Taryn, um, who we love dearly and miss dearly. So, yes. I will preface all of that with I did invite Kenzie and Maddie on this <laughs> trip, 
So they cannot say that I didn't. Um. Yes, I I will. Yes, I'm not denying <laughs> that you you invited me. Um, but yeah, it just didn't work out because it was my last week of uh, the semester. So hopefully next time. We definitely need to plan a podcast girlies trip. Yes. Yes, to Disneyland. Oh, we're going to go to Disneyland. <laughs> Right. family over there we can stay with them but i want to thank all my co-hosts for recording this episode with me and for all of you out there listening with that said that is the end of this episode my friends make sure you follow us on instagram at kingdom keepers pod to stay up to date on announcements and future episodes to participate in our episodes you can comment on our social media and send us emails to kingdomkeeperspod at gmail.com don't forget to check out Twinning Around the World Travel for all of your vacation planning needs, and we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.